Welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life, but open to all to enjoy and share. My name is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You, through interviews with various experts and professionals on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, love, and health. This podcast is committed to empowering and spreading knowledge and motivation to all. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Hi everyone, this is Netta Lena, the founder and the host of the Rise Up For You podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We have an awesome episode with Kim Summers. I actually saw Kim speak about, I would say about seven, eight months ago, and she really resonated with me because she is also in the field of confidence and living the best life that you can live, a level 10 life. And she just had some really awesome things to say, obviously things that I agreed with and I resonated with, and I thought it would be great to bring her on the show and have her share some other concepts of confidence and how to really live your level 10 life and why we're not doing that, the majority of us. Kim Summers is the number one best-selling author of Getting Your Life to a 10+. Plus. She's a multi-award winning TEDx speaker who has shared the stage with Brian Tracy, Darren Hardy, and others. Kim is a business and life coach, and she leads mastermind groups and has hosted and co-hosted TV shows, including her own Passion Power Confidence web series and a web series for Hallmark Channel. Kim has awesome energy, and you're definitely going to enjoy this episode. So rise up for you and enjoy. Well, Kim, it's such an honor to have you on the show today. I always like to start off by letting the audience get to know our guest. So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, so I'm Kim Summers Eggleski. I'm really happy to be on the show today. And I'm really known as um, an expert at confidence. And recently, Brian Tracy taught me to say a confidence consultant. And I do that through really teaching people to absolutely love themselves so that they can live an extraordinary, fulfilling, successful life. And I do that through speaking. And I've done a TEDx talk. I do a lot of media. I do business coaching, life coaching. I've written a best-selling book. And I absolutely love to lead mastermind groups. So I lead a lot of mastermind groups as well. Okay, very uh, fascinating. I'm curious as to how you got into this field and, you know, especially in the confidence world. Any particular journey that happened or is it just something that you intuitively felt? It's interesting because it was very serendipitous and it started with Jim Rohn and has come full circle back to Jim Rohn. And Jim Rohn was one of the big godfathers of personal development, as you probably know. Mm -hmm. And I got to see Jim Rohn for the first time at age 18, and I'm 42 now. And from 18 and on, I really started to follow the greats and, and started reading Ogmandino and going to see Jim Rohn quite often and goal setting and just reading and studying as much as I could. And of course I was growing up. So I had some ups and downs and roller coasters like everybody does, because I think you just do when you're in your teens and twenties, but I was always fascinated by that. And I ended up not in that field. I actually ended up doing some stuff in the entertainment industry, including 
modeling and hosting and some acting and even sang in a rock group for a little while. And then I went into the field of special education with a focus on working with people's behaviors. And then I realized that what was the most fascinating to me, even though I love those fields, was still personal development. And so I started life coaching on the side and getting more and more certifications. And, you know, my degree ended up being in speech communication anyway. And so I kind of just through different certifications and I I went to a seven day program with New Yorka. I ended up really stepping into my purpose as a coach and then a few months later as a speaker. And then now to to give you the serendipity part, I I ended up working on a lot of projects and speaking with Jim Rohn's 18 year partner, Kyle Wilson. So that's really helped me get in the circle with people like Brian Tracy, Mark Victor Hansen, Darren Hardy, um, a lot of the greats of personal development. Amazing. You know, it's so funny, Kim. I didn't realize um, how similar our journeys were, like scary similar. So I, (laughs) I mean, I also started as a performer. That was my first career was as a singer. I toured around the world. And then my second thing was education. I jumped into education and uh, I worked with that risk youth in, you know, prisons and whatnot. And I was an executive of an education corporation. And then it led me to today where I am. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. We need to go to lunch. I was just, this is like, <laughs> it's, I'm just, it's so weird, but it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's funny. Cause I, I did work also in the field of um, special ed. I worked with adults with severe behavior problems, like in schizophrenia and all kinds of things. So it was kind of similar as well. Wow. Very, very yeah. awesome, awesome, awesome. So tell us a little bit, um, you know, I, I actually had the pleasure of hearing you speak. Um, you don't know this, though. <laughs> it, was, it was back in, I think, September or October. And you talked about this idea of living a level 10 life, which I'm very familiar with. But I was wondering if you can give our audience a little bit more um, understanding of what that means and what that entails. Totally, yeah. And was it, was it at um, Michelle's event? Yes, Okay, at Women Network, yeah. Yes, Michelle yes. Patterson is the the director, creator of, um, not creator, but producer of the California Women's Conference. That's so correct. Very well known for that. Um, my book is called Getting Your Life to a 10 Plus, and it really all started one day I was at an event and this guy came up to me and said, you know, rate your life zero to 10. And I said, honestly, it's a 10 plus. And he didn't believe me. And so I started, and I was already coaching and speaking at the time, and I started creating exercises people could do to figure out where they needed to improve their life and what they could do about it and and rating each area that was important to them and being able to learn to shift the areas that aren't a 10 yet and figure out what to do and where to start and, and things like that. And so my book is a really quick and easy guide to get you there fast and I just, I feel like it really helps people be completely self-aware of their life. Um, Another way that I do it is having people make a list of all the things they're doing in their life now, and then a list of their dreams, visions, and goals, and go back and rate everything, either zero to 10 or even zero to 100, and really focus in on the things that are tens or or even a hundreds, however you want to do it. And anything lower, ask yourself, what do I need to do to let these things go or lessen them and get to a place where my whole life, everything is what my heart wants? Because if we're not living with what our heart wants, then we're kind of punishing ourselves in some ways. Yeah. And I'm curious, and I, and I believe I know the answer to this, but I mean, I'm sure you're familiar with the majority of the people aren't living a level 10 life. What would you say is the number one contributing factor to that occurring? I don't know what would be the number one. I mean, I guess probably the number one would be lack of confidence and lack of self-love and that we're not taught that in school. And so there's a lot of limiting beliefs there 
on what people feel should happen in their life and where they think they're supposed to be instead of following their heart and really loving themselves and realizing that that's going to help them find what they want and live by example. And so I think that's really probably the main thing. But people living up to others' expectations, people not having enough belief in themselves to move forward toward what they want. I think that's the big epidemic there. As a society, we're not really used to that concept, right? I think that we've kind of been built to be more mechanical. You know, I, I wake up, I have a routine, I go to work, I make money, I make a paycheck, I come home. And we tend to put ourselves on autopilot as opposed mm-hmm. to really living that level 10 life. Absolutely. And, and a lot of people have been conditioned or programmed or just a paradigm of, of anything that's outside of that box is weird or even voodoo or metaphysical or when a lot of times all it is is just tuning into who we are and absolutely finding our unique gifts and loving ourselves. Right. So when you say, um, when we talk about this level 10, and and let's say, you know, we have the listeners at home and they're, you know, they're doing the practice, they're figuring out what it takes to get a level 10. You know, what's the next step? Uh, Obviously, it's taking action, but that's easier said than done for some people. So what would you say is the next step there? Yeah, I feel like the most common thing is people will make the list and go, oh, no, there's maybe eight areas that I need to improve. It's too much. I'm overwhelmed. Just forget it. And so I like to let people know that it's okay just to pick one or two areas. And even if it's something as simple as I need to start working out five days versus only two days. What that's going to do is it's going to help your mind go, wow, she's actually or he or she's actually doing it. That gives your mind the fuel to go, okay, let's pick another area. And maybe another area is I'm going to start writing that book and I'm only going to start with 15 minutes a day. But if you actually show your brain and your mind that you're taking the action, pretty soon it becomes this big beautiful cycle of starting to make every level of your life go up. So you make one or two areas of your life go up. Other areas are going to automatically start to go up because your brain and your mind start seeing the rewards and it becomes just where you're waking up and life is really exciting. And, and you do have those moments where you're like, wow, I'm, I woke up and I feel confident now, or I woke up and I actually feel fulfilled and like a success. And, and I really want people to know. So I, I walk the talk of that because I feel like there's a lot of people out there preaching hearsay and preaching wisdom and stuff that's just read in books. But who's showing an example that this is really possible? Right. You're absolutely right. And I, and I also see that all the time. It's a good transition here because one of the reasons why I wanted to reach out to you is because you do do a lot of work with confidence. And as you know, I'm in the same area. And I think it's such a key factor to building your happiness, building your success, building the life that you want to lead. Why do you think it's so difficult for people to really manifest the confidence in themselves? I think it goes down to a couple of things. It's probably for a lot of people upbringing. And, mm-hmm. and old limiting beliefs and maybe what they were taught. About 95% of all audiences I've spoken to in the last few years can't even make a list of 10 things they love about themselves. I've asked audiences from millionaires to working moms to entrepreneurs, and no one raises their hand. I say, can you write a list of 10 things you're great at or that you love about yourself? And people feel, most people feel that that's being full of themselves or they have this idea that maybe that's being you know snobby and they're not taking care of others. And so I think it's kind of the old school mentality. And so we really need to shift that, that if we can become loving ourselves and confident and be okay with getting feedback from the people we know, like, and trust and start to build the foundation that we can be great. It doesn't mean we're great at everything. And it doesn't mean that we're great in a snobby, egotistical way, 
but we can be great with humility and live by example. And that way everyone's totally living their gifts and their passions. And there's so much more joy and happiness in the world. Absolutely. And you touched on it just a little bit. When I speak with my audiences, I talk about the idea of the real term confidence becoming lost today in society as a definition. And I tend to find that especially women, they're scared of being confident because they don't want to be perceived as snobby or cocky or, you know, bitchy or anything like that, because we we've tend to coin, you know, the word confident as being stuck up. What's your perspective on that? Yeah, I look at it more as I I just started a movement called the Exude Confidence Movement. And it's really just about teaching men and women that it's absolutely necessary to have that self-love and that knowingness of what we're good at and to really let out our heart's passion for life. And we're actually doing a good deed and giving back by being that way and doing that and working on ourselves to get there because then we're showing other people that they can do it too. And I think that there's some fear there that, oh, if we show that and we live by example that way, we're going to lose some people or we're not going to be like other people. But in the end, we have to realize that we have to risk it and be bold in that way because we're going to feel so much more fulfilled. We're going to feel so much more satisfied and happy with life. And we're going to lift up others just by being us. And I think finally, when people can realize that and they see that and they see the rewards, then things will shift and there'll be a lot more fulfilled people and people living their passion instead of you know, over 70% of people not being happy with their jobs, things like that. Right. Absolutely. Um, I couldn't agree with you more, Kim. Are there a couple tips, maybe two or three that you can um, lend to the audience in regards to building their confidence? Yeah, definitely. I think definitely like what I just said, you know, when you get off of this show, go get a notebook and try to write even 50. This is a big number, but try to even write 50 things that you love about yourself, physical and inner qualities and and things that you're good at. And if you have trouble, you know, get a couple friends or a family member to help you. But out of those, memorize them and maybe pick two or three that stay in your mind at all times that are a reminder. Oh, I need to let these qualities out. Like for somebody, if it was that they want to be more enthusiastic and they know they have that capability and it will help their life, have that reminder in the back of your mind. Okay, I'm going into this meeting. Okay, I'm going to go meet with some friends. Let out that quality that I have of being enthusiastic. Number two that will help you with this list is get in the habit of regularly asking for feedback. The number one thing that I found in my confidence research is that people become more confident with the more feedback they get from people that they know, like, and trust. And many times these people are going to see gifts in you that you don't see in yourself yet, and it's going to help you own them and let them out. And so, you know, you can email 10 people. And just, you know, people that you know, like, and trust, the people on your team, the people that you know will be honest with you. And you can say, what are my gifts and talents? What constructive criticism can you give me? What are some unique qualities you see in me? How would you describe me? Those kind of questions. And, you know, you might say it's an assignment from your coach or from a show that you listen to. But doing that regularly is really going to help you know how the world sees you. Because if we feel that we already know how the world sees us, we're being delusional. Because how do we really know unless we get the feedback? And so that definitely is huge in building confidence, especially with different careers. And then I think number three is knowing the difference between caring what people think and caring what people think. And what I mean by that is it is okay to care what people think, but those are the people, and I call it the people that sue you. And sue you meaning S-U-E, support, uplift, 
and encourage you. So you want those people that sue you, that are on your team, that you love, that you 100% want to be with and do projects with and go to lunch with and hang out with and connect with. You want to care what they think. They're going to care what you think. You're going to care what they think because those are the important people in your life. And relationships are what builds all of your fulfillment and your success and, and everything with you. And then not caring what people think. So some people have insecurities and doubts because they're caring what everyone thinks. And so that's what I mean by kind of the low energy caring what people think. You really want to get in the in the state of mind that you're not going to magnetize to everyone. And so there's going to probably be, you know, 30, 40, even 50% of the people that just aren't meant to be in your world. And so we as a society and, and as a world need to stop caring what every single person thinks because sometimes those people are just going to be the haters and the ones that are going to be low energy around you anyway. And so really knowing that difference and developing the difference of which people are you going to get in the place of caring what they think right the people that uh, you value their opinion you value their trust and they're there to uplift you as you mentioned absolutely Kim, it's been such an honor to talk to you. And again, I'm so glad that I got you on the show finally. I know you're a busy I woman. Thank you. <laughs> I have just a couple more questions. I'd like to jump into the power section here. What's one book that you have read that's had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to us? Definitely, I feel The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Scovel Shin. I've read that over and over, and it was it was written by this transformational leader woman in the early 20s and 30s she wrote different books and you can buy actually a four book series by her you know at the bookstore on amazon but that's been very transformational a lot of her wisdom i've used to have a lot of personal growth and insights and what's one thing that you've accomplished so far that you're proud of Personal, I've been with my husband happily for over 20 years, and I'm a mom of two girls, ages three and nine, and we actually have a happy marriage and our best friends, and I and have a great family, and I feel like that's a huge accomplishment. So that's my biggest accomplishment. <laughs> that's amazing, and you're right. That is a huge accomplishment, especially today. You know, it, it's more and more of a struggle. Yes. Are there any routines that you have that help you get a positive rise in your life? Maybe a daily routine, something that you do every morning? I'm a big advocate of doing yoga, so I try to fit yoga in a few times a week. Um, definitely working out. I am a strict vegan, so I feel like that helps add to good energy. I see a holistic doctor even when I don't feel sick, even when I'm well, just to kind of be balanced energetically. So I feel like those things help keep me up and, and on top of things. When you say strict vegan, are you a raw vegan or do you cook a little bit of your food just out of curiosity? Oh yeah, I'm not raw. That would be really difficult, but I've been vegetarian since I was 13 years old and then I turned vegan at age 23. So strict just meaning that I don't eat any animal products. Okay. And Kim, thank you again. Is there anything that we didn't get a chance to talk about that you want to say or share with the audience? Maybe a last piece of golden nugget. Oh, thank you, Ned. I've, I've really enjoyed this show. Your show is really exciting and fun. I'm so excited for your upcoming event and events. I'll just end with one of my favorite quotes by Jim Rohn. And it's really simple, but if you think deeply about it and you follow his advice, then it does wonders for your world. Work harder on yourself than you do on your job. And that was Jim Rohn. Yeah, you're absolutely right there. How do we stay connected to you? How do we support you? If the audience wants more information, where can we go? Yeah, my website is kimlifecoach.com. Really simple. And then I have a confidence course, and that's under kimsconfidencecourse.com. Okay, wonderful. Thank you again so much for your time. <laughs> 
I'm so glad you were able to join us for that episode. If you're wanting more strategy, tips, and information, please head over to riseupforyou.com and sign up for our emailing list. We have a special jumpstart guide that gives you the first few steps to building your professional and personal life. Rise Up For You is all about getting to the next step and never allowing yourself to settle. So again, please head over to riseupforyou.com, join our network, and rise up in both your professional and personal life. Thank you again for joining Rise Up For You. Be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow.